Welcome to Sweeping the Country one more time. I'm your host, Derek Walker, my co-host. On the other side of this uh, fantastic studio we have here, where are we, Jimmy? Anywhere you are. I don't know. We're uh, everywhere. <laughs> We're in the theater of the mind. <laughs> Welcome to Sweeping the Country. All right, what do you got for us this week? All right, we're in the holiday season, and I'm not going there right off. What? Because they're, I'm, I'm going to bring up a subject that is just weird. Okay. But it's been all over the news, and I'm not one that watches Dateline. I've just never had any interest in most yeah, of that. I don't either. Uh, I was never captured by the, oh, I can't remember. She's been in the news a lot lately. But anyway, murders. I'm not, Yeah. I just, you know, 2020, all these shows, there must be a huge market there for murder be. news. There must be, because but- I- yeah, I don't watch it. But not me, but I but I am curious about one that's in the news right now. And this is involving the Idaho students. Yeah. Uh that have been killed at the university off campus of the University of Idaho in Moscow. And I how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's right. Moscow, Idaho. Yeah, not Moscow like Russia. It's Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. Moscow. And it's been handled oddly. I agree. From the get go. I agree. The information's uh, coming out very strange. Now, here's the latest information, and this may indeed be dated. Okay. Because I was wondering, how does somebody kill four people, stab them to death? And walk away. But then walk away from it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You stab them while they're asleep. Oh, no. And that's what this person did. Oh, no. So now they're saying that. So that makes more sense. Why they've had to keep certain details about this. Now, one of the dads of one of the women, of there were three women and one man killed, yeah. said that his daughter had defensive wounds. So she must have tried to, when, you know, one or the other, oh, whatever, horrifying, or just whatever. horrifying. But that's how one person can kill four. I didn't understand how one person could kill four people. I said, this has to be somebody that's, you know, Bohemoth. big like some football player or some former Green Beret or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. I guess um, they've been they've been very hesitant to give out any information on this. They called it a crime of passion. Now I know why they did that. I, I've I've had one of my best friends for a long time was a, a murder squad homicide detective. Yeah, and so and I took criminology a little bit in college, a couple, couple hours mm-hmm. of it, and I've covered a lot of it as a reporter. One thing, the reason they probably said that is there were multiple wounds on each victim. And often when you have a crime of passion, the person who's the murderer doesn't, it's not, you know, not like Dirty Harry that they shoot you in the head or shoot you right, one right. time. They stab you multiple times because right. they're angry. Right, they're I angry. Got you. And so that's why they called it a crime of passion. Interesting. So yeah. they're trying to figure out who would be passionate you know, involved with these people? Is it a former boyfriend, a former girlfriend? Is it whatever it could be? I that don't use know. The, they they kind of know the knife. They've been going around in Idaho, Washington, Oregon to uh, hunting stores and places that sell knives. It's not some butter knife that they were using. Yeah, they were sure. using one with a pretty long blade, a serrated uh, edge apparently somewhere on there that you would use in a hunting or an outdoor situation. And why they were, it must have been stalking them yeah, it was you three know, in the morning. They I'll, were out eating food at one something. So yeah, I saw there was some footage of that. We're in the house and slept through it. I, they slept through this. I find that, that makes sense now. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Unless you know, unless there was some you know alcohol involved where they were 
you know, passed out or something, but I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to put that on anybody, but I find this whole thing fascinating because we talk about, oh, is this person a stalker or was there a love thing going on? We don't know any of that. But with the advent of uh, social media, that person can be relatively unknown until that act happens because he could be stalking them online he could be it might not be a situation where he'd ever met them or i say he maybe it's she i don't know i don't know we don't know well yeah and i I, there was so much you know blood evidence there and uh if there was that then there probably was a footprint of some sort they're not talking to us about that just get them uh there was it was a mess they said it was one of the most gruesome scenes that they had ever done oh boy I, you know what? Just for the sake of the families, I hope they, I hope they find the individual. And I don't care if the individual actually is dead or alive. You, I really don't. I think in this case, I feel like they're just a piece of trash. And I'm, course, I'm sorry to I say mean, this, it. I just, but boy. you know, or is it somebody who is killing other people? Oh, look, I, you know, just you know, are they just trying to get them? I mean, one of the sisters, I think, of the deceased, were saying that for all students to go home, yeah, uh, this yeah, is yeah. scary. We don't know what's going on here. I, I and, saw uh, the school put something out that said, well, there's nothing for the public to be alarmed oh, about. They, they just gave us crap I, about that. It was wrong. <laughs> they remember they said the it's a crime of passion. They said there's no threat to the community. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was just wrong. And they and the chief, I think, apologized for that, but that's Thank unforgivable. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Murders. Yeah. I agree. Well, they're looking at this and they I think they looked at the the other two women who were asleep in the house. Yeah. I'm sure they looked at them as suspects and probably thought they were suspects. Yeah, who knows? I mean, early on, uh, it just didn't sound in, in a lot of times these little towns and colleges they are not equipped to cover a homicide. Well, I'll tell uh, you right now, a multiple homicide. I'll no tell way. you that that's a very small town. It's, you know, you've been to some of the small towns in the inland Northwest, right? Going up the panhandle yeah. and that's, it's that size. I mean, it's a small mid to college town. They yeah. That's really college. all it is. I mean, there's really not, not a lot else there. Well, they're not used to, you know, a homicide. No, it's probably been extremely rare. Oh yeah. Uh, in that a suicide probably just as rare. Yeah. But a multiple homicide, particularly a four, uh, is something I'm sure they've never had to handle. Yeah, horrific. So they called in the state. I understand the FBI might have been a part of this. Good. I think the FBI should be a part I, of I it. I agree. I because agree. Because it may involve a serial killer. That's why you're not hearing anything. But the, no one's done a very good job. I hope they just whoever catches them, you yeah. know, does this because they've been poor uh on but there's been a tremendous amount of building natural uh interest in this and, yeah no uh, it's definitely a national story and i'll just say being you know from from the area in general it's big in the area and it's big outside the area and for all the families that are involved in this i can't think of anything worse uh than no, losing I, nothing worse losing your child and then have it be this way uh so we're we're thinking about all of you everybody who's connected to this in in for some you know, reason, and let's just hope they nail this person to the wall. Yeah, if I just, yeah, if they do make it that far. Yeah. And then the, uh, how horrible to stay on the subject of murder for a second since we're Why not? We're knee deep now. The University of Virginia uh, with this foot, the football player. Oh, gosh. Went with him to a play and then came back on the bus with the other football players and shot him up. Yeah. The one while they were asleep, two others shot three, killed, uh, wounded another. And that's a weird story. You know, it's just, it's just murder mysteries and often are very, very, 
it's strange. I what agree. was the woman down in Florida? Casey Anthony, was that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony. You know, she's back in the news, trying to blame her father for it and all that. <laughs> that was a famous one. And I, one of the interviews that I have been reluctant to run, and I guess I may we may do we, we may do a vault episode with people that are okay. considered to be despicable. Okay. But, All right. What um, do you what do you got? What you I've got a really rare good interview before the alleged crime with OJ Simpson. Oh my lord. Jimmy. I've got a great interview with OJ Simpson that happened months before the incident. Oh my god. Has, and that's on and we'll do that on a vault soon. You just, and then you, with that one we might as well put Jane Fonda who a lot of people have yeah, let's very do strong that all feelings in, about. We'll get all these people all that people in one episode. can't stand. We might even throw in Donald <laughs> Trump in that bunch, you know, because of, of people who are extremely controversial. You just gave me goosebumps when you brought up the OJ interview because I think about if it was just months before the murder happened, I think about what's in that interview, you know what I mean? that someone might Oh, I hear have, there is stuff in that interview that I've heard about how much he loves Nicole and all this. Oh I mean, my you'll, Lord. You'll, we've got to do that one then. We've got I to do that. I agree, it, man. I have chills running up and down my spine as we we'll speak. We'll do that one soon. We'll do that very soon. Yeah. You know, Jimmy, uh, I'll say this in, in talking about this in general. And, let's do this. Hey, yeah. let's, let's, yeah. let me call an audible here. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Let's listen to OJ right now. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. Let's put it on. Let's put Why it on. Not? All right. This we're gonna do all murder. We're gonna do all murder. <sighs> he was acquitted of it. But ladies and gentlemen, this is an interview before the famous Bronco run, uh, not long before. We did it in uh, believe New Orleans. Uh, <sighs> he was promoting something. I can't remember what he was promoting. He wasn't going around doing a lot of interviews. He didn't do interviews when we were doing the movie. Uh, Airplane, yeah, and some of those. Remember those he was in. Jimmy, he was you think not airplane? What was it? Naked Gun? Oh, Naked, naked Gun. gun. Yeah. You think he did and this? He wasn't. We didn't get to interview him for that. We Listen, had Leslie. This is interesting. Do you think he did this interview with you prior to this because he wanted to sound like everything was hunky dory? No, I think that was Come all on. impulsive. What he did there, Oof, I think it was impulsive. Let's talk about that on the other side. But let's listen now to O.J. Simpson, uh, the months prior to the incident that happened in West Los Angeles. This is O.J. Simpson. Well, this is an interesting interview. It was mislabeled in a drawer. It said Rush Limbaugh. Okay. I interviewed Rush Limbaugh later this day, but I had a chance to interview O.J. Simpson, who happened to be at the National Association of Television Program Executives in New Orleans, promoting one of his many opportunities. Remember, this guy used to be on Hertz commercials, he had a lot of different television shows, was on the Naked Gun movie series, and he was very active. And he talked about in this interview his family, I remember this exactly, remember, this is all pre-trial. This is all in the 90s, in the early 90s. Again, New Orleans interviewing O.J. Simpson, and I remember him to be very charming and was very relaxed as we sat down to do this interview. One of the more interesting interviews and unusual, boy, in retrospect for sure, O.J. Simpson. We have so many things going on. List for me the O.J. Simpson uh, projects. You still with NBC? Of course, I'm still with NBC doing uh, you know, commentary work on the NFL Live, basically, co-hosting with Bob Costas. And of course, First and Ten is what I'm here for. That's the show I've done for six years on HBO, and now we're, you know, we're stripping it, syndicating it. Is it still, yeah. being, still in production? 
Uh, no, actually, we just stopped producing it. We're talking about doing the movie. I'm about to do the third movie in the Naked Gun, uh, you know, series of movies. Uh, and then I do, most of my work is business. You know, I have a number of companies that I not only own, other companies I'm on the board of directors and actively work with, Swiss Army Knife, Swiss Army Watch, for instance. Uh, um, and uh, so I do, I do a, lot of, a lot of that type of stuff. How did, uh, did you ever think when you were doing football, did you, were you able to look ahead and try to make any kind of plans? Did you know you were going to be doing NBC or being a movie star or any of this kind of thing, or it just happened? Well, as a kid, I never thought about it, but in my second year in pro ball, I got hurt and I missed half the season, and I was forced at that time to say, boy, it could be over this quick. I mean, this could have been the end of my career. What am I going to do when my football career is over? So it's it was about that time that I decided to, to start preparing myself for the eventuality of, you know, eventually when my career would be over. And uh, uh, one of the things I started doing was producing TV shows that, you know, I had a deal at Columbia and I did. And then I got active more in real estate and in other businesses, fast food business, for instance. I own a number of uh, stores out west. Regular food, if you ever had a honey baked ham, I own a number of those stores out west. So, so you know, and I try to be versatile. So what's your number one thing? Golf. <laughs> I wish I could play on the golf tour. I wish I could be a senior in golf. Uh, is the acting fun? I mean, you, you're in very fun roles. I don't know if it's as fun to do as it is for us to watch, but it's a lot of fun for us to watch. Well, I like working with interesting people who are fun. The Zuckers who do the Naked Gun stuff is fun. Uh, Peter Locke, uh, uh, Don Kushner who do you know, First and Ten. It's a lot of fun. It's different. It's humorous. It's, but it touches in First and Ten on some serious issues that have arisen in sports. So uh, I like more to try to make people smile than anything else. You know, uh, it's been my way. When I give speeches, I have a message within my speech, but I like to be entertaining because you don't want to be too heavy. And if someone picks something up from it, something that can help them in dealing with all the stress and pressures that we're we all are forced to, you know, uh, faced with in our lives, uh, all the better, you know. But I, I, I like to try to make people smile. How did uh, football, did it give you the discipline to be able to be the actor and to be the businessman and all that? Well, it certainly was a, was a oh, I guess a canvas to, to develop uh, certain skills. Uh, one, because I was interviewed to, to uh, feel comfortable in front of a camera. Two, because you're exposed on a daily basis to so many people you get insight into types of people and attitudes. So when you read a script, you can say, this guy is sort of like, you know, J.D. Hill or something. And uh, you can use that, you know. So, and of course, there are certain disciplines. You, you, one thing you recognize in sports, you get out of it what you put into it. And I find that, you know, movies and TV is a collaborative thing. So, and that's what football is. So you get accustomed to working with people and, and judging their moods and, and giving, you know. Uh, a key to being uh, excelling in team sport is the ability to pull the best out of other people. Same thing in acting, same thing in commentating. When I'm sitting up there with Bob Costas, is to let him be the best. Do what you could can to let him be the best, and consequently, the show is better. I'm trying to nicely describe what they're doing to you in Naked Gun, but I mean, uh, O.J. the boob or something. I don't know what, they're, they're abusing you in that movie. Well, yeah, I get abused and misused. Uh, I, like my voice is going now, I've been abused here, but anyway, I look at it like the Wiley e. Coyote in the, in the Roadrunner movies that, you know, this guy takes a licking, but he keeps on ki kicking, you know, he, keep, he keeps coming back, and uh, essentially that's why whenever anybody asks me to describe my character, I say, well, think of the Wiley e. Coyote, that's what, that's what my character is.
The first and ten uh, has some pretty girls on there, and a little bit. What do you think the secret of the success of that was? Because it's been, there's a little racy, a little bit of everything in there. Well, yeah, I think I think it was a show that was that took an interesting subject and situation, took people on the inside of that. That's football or team sport, and we took it out to the edge humor-wise. You know, we got a little broad with the humor on it, but there wasn't. There was very few things that happened in that show that I couldn't relate to, or one of the players. Uh, wouldn't say happened. Matter of fact, most of our storylines came out of real life situations and we just blew it up a little bit, you know. Uh, and, you know and, and some things you, you couldn't blow up enough. Some things that happened in sports, uh, you know, uh, we couldn't even blow it up. We played it for what it was and people may have saw it and felt that, oh yeah, this is exaggerated when it wasn't. Finally, when you were in football, I'm sure a goal was either to win the national championship in college or to win the Super Bowl or to break a record or do whatever. How do you set goals for yourself after football that is so goal-oriented? I mean, how do you do well, that? I'm a firm believer that to succeed in life, you've got to have some kind of goal at all times. Uh, so you know if you're gaining on it, you think, no, you're losing on it. Some of them are very personal. Right now, all my goals are very personal goals, you know. I have to do with family and stuff, you know. Not only my immediate family, but, you know, what I call my family of friends. Uh, so I think you got to have them. That's the only way you can judge if you're gaining ground or losing ground. You don't know where you are unless you know where you're trying to get. I was in L.A. <sighs> the night of the Bronco race, the Bronco Unreal. chase. Unreal. I was in the Four Seasons Hotel. We were uh, getting ready to go to Westwood to do a movie viewing and yeah. then do interviews the next day. We were in the hospitality suite. The television was on or something. We had seen... We, uh, the Four Seasons Hotel is on Doheny yeah. uh, in Los Angeles, and it's in sort of West Los Angeles. Not quite, but getting yeah. it's near Beverly Hills. But we could look to the West, and you saw these helicopters up there. Somehow, someone knew to cut the TV on in the hospitality suite, and we did. And so they started doing the interviews with the Bronco, and we saw it up there. We kind of blew it off. Then we got into the car. Uh, the bus and went over to Westwood. Yeah. And when we got out of the bus there, it Westwood is UCLA. Here they come. Oh, down the 405 God. going north. And with the helicopters chasing them and, and the sirens and the whole thing went down the 405. And then it was going eventually. We went to the movie theater at that point. Yeah. We eventually, not very long after that, went into the house. Remember, he got into the house. I think he got there first. Oh, yeah. And went in. And they had to coax him to come out. That's right. And all that stuff. So that That's was right. going on wow. that whole weekend while I was there. So not only and did again, you. <laughs> on subsequent weekends, I used to take people, uh, do the OJ chase. We would not, not to do the Bronco run, but oh. we would go, I would, we would time it to see how long it would take to go from Nicole's house. Yeah. To, uh, to his house. Oh, that and was we a did it, big controversy. Know, we did it on Sunday morning and all this kind of stuff to see if it could be done. Yeah. It could barely be done, but it could be done. Amazing. And, uh, Amazing. And then, you know, Bella Luna, the restaurant was still there. That's gone. They they changed the street numbers, completely renumbered the streets yeah, where that. she lived. And you can't figure out which one is the house now. They did some geographical changes. They totally tore his house down. Did they? Yeah. They tore it down and built a new house. What is, so there's nothing was there. What is he even doing now? I heard he got busted he in lives Vegas. He in Florida, for... I think, and uh, he plays golf all the time. Yeah, He's well. getting all money from, from his NFL days. Amazing. He, that's, uh, Isn't that, that amazing? Was, you know, in some kind of, so he lives, I think he lives okay. Wow, just amazing stuff! Wow. Oh, but anyway, that was a foul. Hey. That was a and off the. That was a. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect we'd do that today, but 
Uh, we did. Doggone it, you never know uh, what you're going to get. And I'll tell you right you now. You don't even know what we're going to get. I don't know what we're going to get. You send it to me, and they, they get it. Uh, you know, but I, I think, you know, and thinking about that whole thing, the hair on my back, my I got goosebumps. It's standing up on, on end. And what a great uh, play to call right there, Jimmy. And uh, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know stuff can get sideways in a hurry. And it sure did today. Uh, definitely. What? What? Uh, just some fascinating, fascinating stuff here on Sweeping the Country. And until next week, we do it again. I'm Derek Walker. He is. I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.